Hello and welcome to the POI podcast. We are joined today by Ollie White for Labour, Alex Dennis for the Conservatives and Emma Hall for the Liberals. This week's debate is on the illusion of the Liberal media. Labour writer Ollie White argues that there is no left-wing bias within mainstream media, that it is simply an illusion. The Conservative response, however, argued that the left-wing bias stems from what they admit and what they do not report on, whilst Emma believes that there is a need for greater transparency with regards to the interests and alliances of these media outlets and who is funding them. So my first question goes to Ollie. Could you please explain to us why you dispute the concept of the liberal media and why it is an illusion? So the idea of the liberal media is something that's picking up a lot of traction at the minute with certain world leaders pushing the idea of fake news and there being a bias towards more left-wing ideas as opposed to purely factual reporting. And while I definitely agree there should not be any bias towards the media, like in the media at all, I do think that the idea that there's a solid left-wing bias um, isn't fully founded. I think that mainly comes from the fact that the, um, looking into the funding, you can see that the companies that tend to support um, media outlets seen as left-wing sometimes also have funding given to more right-wing parties, such as the Republicans. But also these media outlets, instead of pushing for fully left-wing economical ideas, they push for more um, agreeable politics and ideas that, while they may seem left-wing, aren't truly left-wing anymore and are more generally accepted ideas. Okay. Could you please give me an example of some of these agreeable politics, please? So one thing recently that has become more of an agreeable political point is gay marriage and general LGBTQ rights, um, especially with regards to gay couples. Um, in the UK, there's around 70% kind of belief that gay people should be able to get married. And that's good. And that's a progressive policy, which historically has been seen as a left wing idea. But nowadays, it's accepted by both major parties in the la- in Labour and Conservative, with, um, I believe, Conservatives pushing through gay marriage. And it just shows that while this was a more left-wing idea, it's now accepted by the mainstream. So a news outlet arguing in favour of gay marriage and pushing for gay rights isn't so controversial anymore and it isn't so partisan or left-wing. Okay, and my next question to Alex. In the Conservative response, uh, the writer argues that there is a left-wing bias because the media fails to report on certain topics and issues. Do you agree with this idea? Well, I think the... The crux of this issue ties into how you define left. Now, my conception of left and Ollie's conception of left will be two entirely different things. So for me, I do believe that the the liberal media has, uh, or the media, sorry, has a centre left bias. But I agree with Ollie that it certainly does not have a far left bias. You know, there's certainly no communist manifestos being broadcast on BBC News at six. But to touch on the topics in terms of the omissions, I definitely agree you can recount and report the facts, but you can also choose which facts those are. Yes, of course, the uh, the horrendous killing of George Floyd was, I think, you know, it was it, it was no debate how horrendous that was. Everybody's seen that footage. You know, we don't you don't need to see it more than once for it to be kind of etched into your memory. But often, many major media outlets did not kind of uh, broadcast the opportunism of some incredibly violent aspects of of the phenomena that followed that. And uh, I think that was probably down to kind of a a biased nature of things. Okay, so linking this to political discourse, Emma makes a comment that the press should not have the ability to manipulate political discourse and they shouldn't be able to do it in the interests of their own, you know, if the companies and the shareholders and there's a presumption that they manipulate them to economically benefit. Do you think there are any examples, well, to Emma, do you think there are any examples where the media and the press do not manipulate the news for their own benefits? 
I'm not sure because if you look at what the press really is, every element like you run it's pretty easy to find if you look online just like you'll just find a table of all the like news outlets in the UK and here's roughly their political persuasion so I think it's fairly rare because even if you pick an outlet which um, you perceive to not have a bias like sort of ones on sort of terrestrial tv where they have impartiality guidelines so BBC Sky ITV Channel 4 you know that there's still someone deciding what's reported on and what's not so I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's anywhere where it's not being manipulated to some degree, but I think there's definitely areas where it's far more obvious. Could I ask how do you believe they're manipulating political discourse? Well, it just depends. Like if they, if a certain outlet won't report on something, if it were like a respected news outlet. And like lots of other places were reporting on it, but for example, the BBC weren't or ITV were refusing to talk about this, then it I it can like, depending on what the issue is, either legitimize or delegitimize it. Because if if that respected outlet don't deem it worthy of um of being reported on, then what does that say about that issue and what it means to the public who consume that media? Okay. Am I making sense? <laughs> yeah. No. Very much so. All, all three of the, well, the article and the two responses highlight that there's a big importance of knowing the donors and who is actually funding these or media outlets. So first I'd like to ask Ollie, do, does uh, multimillionaires donating to these media outlets make them inherently right wings? You mentioned this uh, towards the bias in the liberal okay, media. No, I definitely don't believe that inherently money coming from, um, you know, people with a lot of it, so multimillionaires or billionaires, makes it inherently right-wing. But I think, especially using examples that can be found in the article and from the ones that I can remember now, when you look at where else the money from these multimillionaires goes, that's how you can show that perhaps it is more right-wing. For example, um, I think one of the groups that helped to fund BuzzFeed, they also have a lot of donations going to the Republican Party in America, which um, is more on the right-wing spectrum than the Democrats. They are said to be the right-wing party. So I think while donations from um, well-off people doesn't inherently make it right-wing. I do think that if you follow the money, see where else these people spend their money, then you can get a bigger picture of what this money means for how the um, outlets report. Alex, do you agree with this? Uh, Your colleague who wrote the response does. Well, I think um, BuzzFeed is probably not a very good example of a right-wing news outlet. Uh, I definitely think they're um, left of centre, they're certainly on the more progressive edge of, of, of things rather than conservative side. So I'm, I'm rather confused by that parallel. But um, yes, in, in terms of the overall point, I do think it's important to know where the money is coming from or where the money is going, because undoubtedly media is incredibly powerful at basically dictating the echo chamber in which you inhabit. You know, all you need to do is look at the at the partisan nature of politics in America with Fox on one side and CNN on the other and just see how two massive media engines are reporting on the same topic but it's completely different coverage it's almost bizarre and uh, yes it's incredibly important to know where this money is going because what are they using this media platform for I think that's an incredibly important question that, that needs to be answered with breadcrumbs that can be picked up from, from the money Lovely, linking very well to Emma's point about transparency. But a question for Emma, you also say that 
these medias have a right to have a scrutiny of power and that there should be no inherent political leaning when scrutinizing who has power. And then you, and this is in relation to Donald Trump, but some might say that yes, Donald Trump has been uh, heavily criticized, but they might also say that they don't believe Joe Biden will be as severely criticized by the same media outlets. What do you think of this? Well, one of the kind of main things in politics that I'm passionate about is accountability. So I think that I think it is going to be interesting to see what happens with regard to um, how different media outlets treat um, Joe Biden in comparison to Trump. But I think one of the issues with that, um, with sort of comparing the two, is the fact that the way Joe Biden's been elected is he's been kind of generally marked as sort of the lesser of two evils. So I think that he will still have a similar level of scrutiny after him. Um in the next four years i know that kind of waits to be seen but um yeah i'm not sure how to phrase the rest of it sorry (laughs) just just jump in there in terms of the biden trump question i think we will definitely see favorable favorable coverage of biden as opposed to trump and i think the principal reason for that is that trump was disliked immensely by democrats but also a lot by uh, establishment republicans too and you know, parties work different over there to here. They've got their fingers in a lot of pies in terms of the corporate structures that influence policy. So I think Donald Trump annoyed a lot of people who were incredibly powerful. And that's one of the reasons why he had very, very you know, bad press over the, you know, the four or five years that he was in the political, the political spotlight. But if you look at Biden, he's also not that popular with a lot of Democrats um, because a lot of them sort of are perceiving him to be because a lot of people who like would have wanted Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or the or the more left wing candidates. So they're they're still prepared to go for him. So it might not be the same degree of as Trump, but it will be interesting to see how um, like because I think I said this in my ask in my article response about how it's all going to change. Um, but I think criticism of Biden will be stronger, at least than it was of Obama. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, the fact that he is incredibly frail and he's meant to be leading the free world is probably going to be the main point of attack. Okay. So, with regards to, back to Emma in a sense, but with regards to supporting political ideologies, you make this point saying that you don't believe uh, liberal media should be spouting sort of you know, you said socialism and things, and so did the conservative response. Is that, is that not part of a maybe free speech, although it does contain bias? Is there a place for that in liberal media if they explicitly say their beliefs whilst also reporting facts? I think if they explicitly say their beliefs and you know exactly what you're um, signing up to read, then yeah, it's okay. But I think um, I think the point I was making was. Um, where the article was sort of discussing the idea of like um, the promotion of like ideology rather than because I feel like there's a difference between if they're promoting like sort of ideological values and sort of rather than like when it's a slightly more kind of light touch where it's um, where it's sort of spin on articles because the thing I felt with the article was um, because like it is within sort of the press's remit to um, spin stuff how they want and say stuff how they want to but um i think it was more meant with regard to um 
how to say this. Um, I think I meant more with regard to um, put your spin on it, but don't, but it's not meant to be, I'm reading the news. I'm not reading the communist manifesto or I'm, or any, or any kind of political document. It's, it's kind of the line between spin and ideology, I think. Okay. That's fair enough. Going back to Ollie here. Well, you, you sort of talk about that, although superficially these media outlets may appear to be left wing like, uh, leaning and then you go into agreeable politics but surely even most people won't look at the in-depth uh, you know background of these media outlets and who bankrolls them and what is agreeable politics surely being superficially left-wing is bias enough no um, firstly sorry i just like to address something briefly mentioned by alex i didn't manage to jump in at the time um i think i might have misspoke but i don't mean that because of donations buzzfeed is right wing i think i was just trying to demonstrate that while they may appear left-wing, perhaps they aren't as liberal or as left-wing as they seem because of this funding. I, I don't believe that Buzzwings, BuzzFeed sorry, is a right-wing outlet at all because they're very progressive um, with the articles that they do post. But I think on that point there, I think superficially left-wing with with these ideas, like you just mentioned, the agreeable politics, that is, that is arguably they are understood to be left-wing politics. They are things that have been left-wing ideas. But I think... They're not advancing, they're not pushing for anything new, whereas there may be the belief because there's a liberal media, they're pushing this new agenda, they're pushing for these more left-wing ideas. But I think while there is superficially liberal articles being published, I don't think these are pushing for anything that is more left-wing, that kind of justifies this label as the left-wing media that the mainstream media gets. I don't think it's truly kind of advancing left-wing ideas as much as it is just kind of peddling politics that people agree that may be seen to be left-wing but the more just kind of agreeable now you get sorry i'd just like to to jump in and extend on what ollie said i i do i do agree with that i think i definitely do agree with that i think the direction of flow is not the media pushing things on the people i think it's the media trying to attack attract pardon me attract as much attention from the people by pushing you know kind of well-established or sorry posting well-established views you know example of which would be um you know the common concept of virtue signaling rather than trying to push things on to somebody else it would be okay how can we get as much as many clicks as possible so you either have that through controversy or through you know what's commonly termed as, as virtue signaling so i think it's definitely trying to attract attention rather than trying to kind of impose any strict ideology i think it's far far more opportunistic than uh, than, than what people give it credit for So going on this idea of, as you were saying, ideology and a little bit back to agreeable politics, I think some of the items that are mentioned to be agreeable politics may uh, not be as objective as first seemed. And if they are, in fact, subjective, they contain bias and therefore aren't agreeable politics. So who defines what is an agreeable politics like? I think um, just by mentioning agreeable politics, obviously, obviously um, people, you can have views on whether you think something should be political at all, like rights, equal rights for um, people in gay relationships it can be argued that shouldn't be political at all i think unfortunately it always will be seen as a political argument with people falling on either side but i think by agreeable politics i don't mean to say there is an objective standard for something that is agreeable just ideas that are more generally accepted by a population not everyone believes them but for the most part um a media outlet won't get criticism for pub posting about these ideas and someone won't get largely criticized for arguing in favor of these things so politics that aren't 
controversial or like extremely controversial and just more largely accepted by people as being correct or um, how things should be. So going on that, can politics be reported on objectively to, to anyone? I think ultimately, uh, yeah, I'm, in this article, I'm by no means arguing for a left-wing media. I think the media should be as unbiased as, as it can be. But I just think ultimately, it um, with humans reporting the media, at the end of the day, even the most esteemed, the best reporters, there is going to be some kind of bias, even if they're fully reporting the facts, just how they talk about the facts, how they express these facts. There might always be some kind of bias there. But I think where we are now, I think with how people perceive the media to be, I definitely think there is there's a lot of a way to travel to where the media is seen as this truly factual reporting, especially with um, social media as well, with the type of articles that attract clicks on social media. Um, the authors there don't even try and make their articles appear unbiased. They're truly just looking for clicks, as um, I believe Alex said. So I think there's, um, I don't think it's fully possible to have an unbiased media, but I think there's a lot of a way to go um, from both sides. If I could just jump in, I think it's possible to have an unbiased media, but I don't think it's possible to have an objective media. So even if you're simply reporting facts, you know, um, you can still make subconscious decisions on which facts that you report or which perspectives that you choose to go and research. Uh, and so although you may not have a, partic a particular bias with what you're reporting, the simple omission of other things means that it's, it's not wholly objective. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> also going, because a big part of all the responses was the funding. And as Emma says, uh, a duplicity between the people making the funding and uh, the articles. Is it, <sighs> we've gone on the idea of subjective and, and bias and things, but is there a place for liberal media if it will always contain some sort of subjective opinion? open to anyone i think um like we said it's maybe possible to have unbiased report um reporting but maybe not objective reporting i think there's always going to be a place for it because people at the end of the day will want to read articles that generally agree with their point of view i think that's a very potentially a big problem at the minute with people looking for media outlets that confirm what they think i think there's definitely a place for media from all across the political spectrum because people will want to read what reads um kind of viewpoints that reinforce their own but i think it should be made very clear as i believe emma said when uh when something is the idea of the people writing the article when it is just factual reporting as i think there's becoming a bit of a disconnect now between perhaps articles are being said to be news articles they're being said to be factual reporting but in reality they do contain a lot of things that are kind of more ideology than they are factual reporting yeah it's one of the mm. huge problems with social media anyone is now anyone can now just spout their opinion and make it look like it's news so it just me means that like and oh sorry that bit sorry just leave that no worries but uh going to you emma in your article you say that you know it's possible to buy votes how important would you say the liberal media is with regards to swaying people's political opinion and buying votes? Well, that's a huge element of it because it's where so many people get their information from like with regard to um like 
how do you decide who you're voting for in the next general election? Are you going through and reading every party's manifesto? No, you're probably not. But you're reading your chosen news source, which probably has a bias of some kind, and, and then you're making your decision from that. So clearly, it, it has a massive sway in um, in which way people will vote. Because as I would be prepared to bet money that if all your news comes from The Guardian, then you're more likely to vote Labour. And if you're getting all your news from The Telegraph and The Daily Mail, you're more likely to vote Conservative. If, so it's like... So it's like the biggest element of where we get our information from in order to make our decisions. So it it can be used to not maybe not buy votes in that regard, but um, but it's how it is how you get them. Um, if I could just jump in off the back of that point, because I think that's um, some really good points. So I think the idea, um, the idea that obviously people that consume their consume their media mostly from the Guardian are likely to vote Labour and the same with um, people voting for Conservative from outlets such as the Telegraph. That's definitely true and I think reading um, reading those papers is going to sway your political opinion but I think there's also just the fact that someone who's going to vote Labour in the first place, someone who's like inclined to vote Labour or inclined to vote Conservative is also going to seek out new sources that convey them in a positive light as they won't like to be challenged on their view. So for example, if someone views Labour as the best party, the party they want to vote for, I think they'd have a hard time going to read an article written by the Telegraph criticising Labour or criticising a Labour politician. But I also think that, I think the, the fact that the media is incredibly powerful, as Emma said, I think that is definitely true. I think it's one of the biggest factor in recent elections. This can also be seen by the fact with funding that goes into the media um, we've said there perhaps should be more transparency i think looking at the funding can demonstrate that it is powerful people who have a political agenda would not be so willing to donate and put money into the media if it didn't help them achieve this political agenda so i think that itself just shows how powerful the media is when deciding an election yes i'd just like to just like to kind of add to that. I think Emma closed her point with not going as far as to say that people can buy votes. I think I would wholeheartedly disagree. I think there's been one massive uh, new revolution, and that's targeted advertising. And as we've touched on, many, many, many millions of people get their news from social media. And one of the things you can do through social media outlets is you can have targeted adverts. And one of one campaign, that the first one that comes to my mind is the Leave.eu campaign through you know, the Brexit debacle that we're, we're still going through. Leave.eu really, really utilised and utilised incredibly well targeted advertising to find people that weren't even going to vote. And that's, in my opinion, where they beat the Remain campaign because they were forecasting on the electorate that were going to vote. They didn't even think about you know, the people that were untapped. And using kind of incredibly biased uh, and targeted advertising, they will manage to kind of energize a, a completely untapped resource. And I think this is where we can stray into politics being bought because companies like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, although Instagram's owned by Facebook, can really sway elections and they can be bought. Yeah, I agree that like with regard to social media, votes can be bought. My point was like with regard to sort of traditional media, so um, newspapers and their websites and sort of um, terrestrial TV outlets. That's where I wouldn't quite say that you can buy votes, but targeted advertising and the actions of Leave.eu um, and also, I believe, to do with the Trump campaign um, with the targeted advertising and Cambridge Analytica and all that. 
that is definitely that is buying votes completely yeah i would agree with you in terms of the the regular media but then which has more of an impact the guardian and the telegraph or facebook that is true but you, and then you've also got the problems of disinformation as well um oh, sorry, misinformation on true, social yeah. media Mm. With regards to traditional media, could you not, maybe not ex- directly buy votes, but the depending who they you know, sort of donate money to, which party of the recent presidential election be an example, lots of the uh, sort of major American publications voted Democrat. Does that have a, any say in who became the president? Because they can put money in that they can use for their campaign and getting support. Well, uh, it's difficult to say because obviously we, we, we don't have access to all of the, the information behind the scenes. But it was very, very clear that the media establishment and the establishment in general was pro-Biden and anti-Trump. And the reason why is that Biden is the establishment figure and Trump is the anti-establishment figure. It, it just makes sense. Um, having said that, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it was an anti-Republican sentiment. It was probably an anti-Trump sentiment. If there had been an establishment Republican figure, we might have had slightly different coverage. Okay. I think one final question, and this will go to all of you, starting with Ollie. How important is the liberal media? How valuable is it as it is now? I think the idea of the liberal media now, um, I assume you mean kind of in terms of getting votes for left-wing parties. I think it's power, um, I do believe, kind of the point of the article as well, that it's not that strong anymore, because ultimately I think the best example, because we've had an election this month, is the election in America well, you can maybe argue there was liberal media in the sense that it was arguing against Trump. I think that was more establishment media arguing for the establishment figure. And I don't think um, now also coming back to the point of Remain EU targeting people that are going to vote. I don't think there are any um, any liberal media outlets, left wing media outlets that are pushing people to change their ideas and that will actually swing a vote. Perhaps they'll get someone who's already got left wing beliefs to vote left wing again. But I don't think there's any real impact of the media that's getting people to swing their vote to the left wing and that's why um, I wrote the article and why I believe there's not really this full idea of there being a left wing bias in the media Okay Alex how how much value do you assign to the liberal media Very good question um, I'd be hesitant, hesitant to assign very much value to it I think their ideas in terms of what the general public thinks and feels is uh, way off the base. And we've seen this con- you know, consistently in terms of polling. Um, I don't think it has that much value is in its current iteration. I think it's far too sensationalist, far too clickbait happy. And uh, I really do think that journalism is, is kind of regressing quite poorly. I really wish I could put more value on the lib- liberal media, but I think I have to agree and say that like, there is an extent to which it has kind of lost the free press has kind of lost some of its um original purpose of like scrutiny and things but i think it's still i think it still could be clawed back and rather than being echo chambers i think there's still i think i think the liberal media could increase its value if as you said journalism sort of progresses back to um being a more effective scrutiny to power rather than um, sort of being as contradictory and sort of difficult as we've discussed. 
Okay, thank you very much. This week I've been joined by Ollie White for Labour, Alex Dennis for Conservative and Emma Hall for Liberal. You've been listening to the POI podcast.